Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Guys, we got a huge show in store for you tonight. Rafino's rants might take a little bit of a turn. Are we going to get, is all the AYS nation going to get behind the Rafino's rants tonight as today is Judgment Day? Texas and Oklahoma join or will be joining the SEC no later than 2025, but we're going to put our LSU spin in on it. Is LSU and Texas becoming a bitter rivalry, and they haven't played each other on the field since 2019? They're in my DMs. They're in my mentions on Twitter. They're the most obnoxious freaking fan base on the in the country that hasn't done shit. We'll break that down. I can't, guys, I'm telling you right now, I get Alabama fans are obnoxious as all get out. So can some LSU fans. Every fan base has them. Nobody, since this this leak uh, from from Texas A&M to the Houston Chronicle about Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC, no fan base has been in my DMs more than any other fan base over the last week and a half. It's obnoxious. A rivalry is coming and a bitter one at that. A bitter one at that. So we'll get to it. We will get to it. All right, we got more things we'll get into. Got to turn my text messages off. Uh, has LSU found some gems on their football team? We'll talk about that. Some underrated guys that I've, you know, I think that LSU is probably going to utilize. Ed Orgeron kind of confirmed it. Uh, a couple of days ago, we'll talk about that. And some guys, they already had in this class. Uh, hashtag Ask Blake, like we do every Tuesday and Thursday. Have your questions inside of the chat. Hashtag Ask Blake, and we'll put it, put it in there. The Saints did report today. We may or may not get to it. I don't know. Uh, kind of, I don't know. And then the NBA draft. Will Cam Thomas become a New Orleans Pelican? By the end of the night, we'll talk about that as well. But before we get started, guys, as always, let's get to a couple of these comments. Mario says, hey, Blake, go Tigers. C.A., I'm guessing that's from California. You going, Mario, are you going to the uh, the opening game in Cali? Let us know. Blaine Smith says, hold that, Tiger. Ryan Guidry says, hold that, Tiger. And we are live. That is true. Danny, who is a big Florida State fan, inside the chat, tonight says let's go Blake welcome Texas and Oklahoma Danny I'm hearing FSU might be taking their taking their sights and looking some places possibly in the SEC we'll see that we'll see I I hear a things a rumbling all right 
couple more, and then we'll get to pay some bills, and then uh, we'll go from there. Blaine, I saw your comment earlier. Anybody watching the Olympics? Yeah, I am. But, guys, I talked about the Olympics once this week, and it got so politicized inside my chat, um, like after the show. You know, it's like I can't even talk about the Olympics because every time I do, it just gets very political, and I'm not going there. I'm not going there. And Henry Pugh says, we are live. That we are. All right, let's do this. Let's pay some bills. Get your questions in there. Hashtag Ask Blake. And then Rafino's Rants is on the way. Guys, i got to talk about my good friend Greg, who went over to our good friends over at GM Varno & Sons, broken down on the side of the road, had a flat tire, didn't have a spare, called GM Varno & Sons. They went and picked him up, brought him to GM, brought his car back to GM along with himself, and then they were able to fix it right there on the spot. So I really appreciate GM and Greg for letting us know. And our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Guys, with 63 years of experience, no one is better to service your vehicle more than GM Varno & Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them your good friend Blake Rafino sent you by when you go see him at 2500 Florida Boulevard in Denham Springs, Louisiana. And our good friends over at BetOnline. .ag. Guys, I've been telling you, you got to get over to Bet Online using your mobile device. Set up, sign up, set up, get ready to go. Nobody's better at equipping all your betting needs than BetOnline.ag. Parlays, NFL, college football, everything. Major League Baseball, as Anthony Rizzo is going to the New York Yankees today. Keep up with all the actions on BetOnline.ag. News as well. And tell them your good friend, Mr. Blake Rafino, sent you on by. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. All right, let's get this started. All right, guys, I want you. I got to. I got to ask you a favor. I got to ask you. I never ask for a favor, like ever, ever ask for a favor. But I need one tonight because I think that every LSU fan needs to hear this, and I think that every LSU fan needs to hear and understand what is about to happen. So what I want you to do right now is hit the like. If you're on YouTube, hit the like. If Yeah, we are monitoring the NBA draft. When we get to around pick 17, let me know. Uh, hit the like, hit the share. If you're on uh, Facebook, if you're on YouTube, do the same. Share it to your Twitter, share it to your Facebook. We'll greatly appreciate that. And if you're on Periscope, hit the retweet. We got to start off here. Let me take a sip of water before we get going. Guys, I got to mention this as Texas and Oklahoma officially announced from the SEC that they will be coming to the conference no later than the year of 2025. At first, I was kind of skeptical about having Texas and Oklahoma come into the into the SEC, not because I'm scared of them, scared that they will do anything in football or really anything. I just didn't know how it would, it would affect college football. That went on for about a week. I was kind of skeptical. Then I started to like it a little bit because there was a little bit of a rivalry brewing, right? Like LSU and fans and Texas fans. Now, we've, we're no strangers to very big-time competition in the last 20 years and big-time rivalries as LSU has gone against Alabama and what some and most people believe is games of the century for in the last 20 years split at 2-2. But I have to tell you that one thing that I am excited about, one thing that I am excited about is a potential rivalry with Texas. Because over this last week in my DMs, you know, I feel like I'm Jimmy Kimmel from Mean Tweets if I'm going to start reading off these tweets and everything that Texas fans have sent me in my DMs. I have to say this, though. Since it is Judgment Day, there is no other fan base on the face of the planet that is more cocky, more arrogant, more naive, more stubborn, and more stupid than the University of Texas. I said all of that. And I prepared myself because I was like, Blake, do you really want to come out here and say that? Yes, I do. How many national titles has the University of Texas won and or really been to since 1970? The truth of all of this is, is that Missouri, 
South Carolina have better records in the SEC than what Texas, oh, we're a blue blood program, we're a prestigious program. They have more wins in the last 10 years in the SEC than what you do in the Big 12. The only true competition that you have in the Big 12 is Oklahoma in the great state of Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. Are you sure about that? Because you're not winning. Now they get on me because I say, welcome to the SEC. You're about to get skull drug. Well, LSU didn't skull drug us in 2019. Nobody's talking about LSU. When you bring your happy ass over to the SEC and a week consists of Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Georgia, Florida, what are you going to do? You're not in Kansas anymore. Wake up, Dorothy. Wake up. You're not been relevant in a very weak conference, and you think your Rudy Pooh ass is going to be able to come over here and do something. You won't. You mocked Texas A&M for coming to the SEC, and the truth is, as much as I dislike Texas A&M, I hope they play at the smack it down on your candy asses. You haven't been relevant. You aren't relevant. And the truth of all of it is, is that you should make sure that your coach doesn't get off the wagon before you st- and start winning football games, before you start... I, wanted to, I was about to say something really bad there. But before you start spewing out of your little mouth, it's going to be a bitter rivalry between LSU and Texas because of the recruiting battles. Because of recruiting. LSU goes into Texas and gets Calavon Chess on. They go get Jamal Adams. They go get Kelvin Tolliver. So many kids from Texas that I'm not mentioning. Harold Perkins, who I'm not sure if he's there yet or not, but Harold Perkins, I was told earlier today, is going to be bringing his happy ass into Baton Rouge, who's a five-star linebacker from the state of where? Texas. When LSU goes back to Austin and you put our fans in the nosebleed section, you put our band in the nosebleed section, your Rudy Puas doesn't even turn on the air condition and you want to make up a fake scientific test that says that you can, you can gauge a temperature in a room three days later and we're supposed to believe you. Yeah, the national champion head coach Ed Orgeron lied about the air condition. Everybody on that team lied about you turning off the air condition. You think you're more than you are. You have no class. You are not class. But you want to come up in our DMs acting like you're the big dog. You know, Texas is the guy at the bar, and I've made this mention before, they're the guy at the bar that thinks they're hot shit and that they can get all the girls, and when the truth comes down to it, they tell all this big game to their friends, and when it comes down to brass tacks, they never do a damn thing. Ever. Horns down. It's judgment day. What we should be talking about and what we're not talking about is that Oklahoma is in this package too. Oklahoma put up some serious points against Alabama and had them on the ropes before the national title game, the semi-playoff game, when the following week Clemson did lay the smackdown on Alabama. Dabo Sweeney would then come out of the press conference and said, yeah, I watched the Oklahoma game. That's all I watched. That's all I needed to watch. And we ran the same place that Oklahoma did. If a team's going to come at me and a fan base is going to come at me and saying that we're relevant and they've only won two national titles since 1970. Guys, LSU has won more national titles in 20 years than what Texas has won since 1970. But they're a prestigious school. They're a prestigious conference. They're prestigious all around. They're the Blue Bloods. Last time I checked, Blue Bloods don't get their skulls kicked in. They actually go and win national titles. They actually are something. They actually build something. But Texas doesn't. So I'm going to sit here and act like that Texas that can barely go above 500 is back. 
Texas that can barely <laughs> beat a Kansas State team, they're back? No, you're not. I I, I am ready for LSU to play them religiously, and I hope that we're in the same pot as them. I hope I hope that we're in the same pot as them. Because I want to play them every year. And everybody talks about name, image, and likeness, and everybody talks about the money and Texas and the money, Texas and the money. Guys, they've had the money. The old money didn't go anywhere. Everybody's out here, LSU fans included, LSU media included, saying LSU's going to get outbid. LSU's going to get outbid for recruits. Guys, do you think if it wasn't happening before, it's going to happen now? It's not going to happen now. Louisiana that produces a third of the economy's oil supply, yet they don't have money. The biggest lie of all of this is that Louisiana, people in Louisiana don't have money. One of the recruits, one of his, one of the recruits in this upcoming class, his father, who's also an LSU alumni, also played on LSU's football team, has more money than I will ever see. Ha, get, makes more money in a year probably than I will ever see. Only for a short matter of time, though. I hope. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Stephen Miller says Blake just start referencing them at lowercase tu. From now on out, I'll have to do that. Uh, Cal says, "What about Racy McMath?" Yeah, I saw that from um, uh, Vrabel talking about uh, how he's really coming on. Uh, Colin Thibodeau says, "Hashtag Ask Blake." I didn't want Texas; would have rather just Oklahoma and West Virginia and Virginia Tech. The way that their fans act, I, I kind of agree with you. I kind, of, I kind of agree with you. I, I, but it's going to be very nice going to Austin the weird city that it is, it's going to be nice going to Austin and beating the shit out of them. Brayton says, the real battle isn't on the field. It's in these comments, Blake, powering through the typos, my favorite part, hashtag prayers. What typos I got? Maybe not me. Uh, oh, but I see what, you, no, I see what you're saying. Chili, Chili Vic says, Blake, Mike Griffith said Florida has been better than LSU the last 20 years. Is he serious? You know, I've asked Mike Griffith to come on the show. He, he, um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Griff is a very interesting character. Um, if he did say that, Vic, do me a favor and can you send it to me? If you have a Twitter, uh, after the show, can you send me that Mike Griffith? Because you know I'll fire off at Griff and I'll ask him to come back on the show. Um, I'm going to leave that part alone. I'm not I'm not going to do that. But I will ask him to come on the show, and we'll debate it. It can be a Glenn Gilbo, Blake Rafino type of situation here because um, I'm not scared to debate Griff. And if he did say that, and, Vic, I believe that you said it, I just I, – I, I'm kind of shocked that he said it. Actually, I'm not shocked that he said it. What, what See, and this is the part that I always try to beat over the head. And, and the reason I, I come out here with the Rafino's rants – at what point has Florida been more relevant than LSU in 20 years as LSU signs Mason Taylor, a tight end from the state of Florida? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, best news ever, Josh. Uh, I, I'm not sure what Steven's talking about. Mike Andrews says, any information on Devonta Lee in the spring? He was hot. Yeah, I don't – Um. I think he's just going to have to continue to work, man. I think he's going to have to continue to work. And, um, I, you know, the good thing about Devontae Lee is is that the kid's been humble, right? The kid's been just so humble and working his ass off. I think that he's going to be able to find himself in the slot. He's going to be able to find himself to be a little bit more physical. And let's see if he can, him and Jack Bash can possibly battle out for some of those flex H-back uh, type of positions. Look, DJ Mangus' first act of business was getting Devontae Lee back at wide receiver when he came back. When, when a coaches normally make transitions like that and they make things happen like that, those guys normally see the field. Um, so we'll see. Uh, breaking news, Lakers and Wizards have agreed on trade that will send Russell Westbrook to the Los Angeles Lakers. Henry, thank you very much. Henry Gordon Bennett says, Franklinton 
and part of the North Shore, brother. Yes, they are. Mike Scarborough with his Rudy Punas. C. King says that they think it's because they have Sark. Texas doesn't have uh, doesn't have Saban's roster. And I agree with C there. They don't have Saban's roster. And the truth is, Sark has failed at where he's gone outside of being a coordinator. Look, Sark's got to be able to be sure, you know, I, I don't mean this in a wrong way, but if people are if you're in the camp of that, well, Ed Orgeron has his demons. Well, does, Sark- does Sarkeesian's demons just leave him? There's some things I'm hearing about Sarkeesian that would blow your ever-living mind. Blow your mind. Multiple fan bases and multiple people are telling me, a Texas source told me, someone that covers Texas told me about something that's going on with Sark. People around Alabama, people around LSU, it's getting out. Sark better be careful that he doesn't go off the wagon. I mean, it's starting to get out there. So let's let's not act like that Sark doesn't have more just the same amount to prove. Nick Saban's not there to save him anymore. Call Nick whatever you want to call him, but he's not there to save Sark anymore. I, I don't I, I guys, I don't understand this whole we're Texas. You suck. I ain't trying to be rude to you. You suck. Guys, if I came to you from the uh, the last 10 years and I said, these two schools have a better record and a tougher – take the teams out. If I said that these two teams up top – I had three teams. Two teams up top had a better record in a tougher conference, in a tougher division than what the bottom school has in a very easy conference. Like, very easy conference and a very easy – well, they don't really necessarily have divisions anymore, but in an easier conference. You would say that those two teams over the last 10 years have been better, and you're talking about Missouri, you're talking about South Carolina, and you're talking about Texas. At what point do you think that you're relevant that you can't beat the guy South Carolina? South Carolina and how bad they were last year still has more wins than Texas. Missouri, for crying out loud. And Texas believes that when they come in the SEC, that they're going to be on par with Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, LSU, Georgia. They're not in. They're not in. Not even just in the conversation. They're not in the same galaxy right now. It's not to say Texas doesn't have the resources. Shit, yeah, they got the resources. But at what point do we say, dude, you suck? Um, let's see. TJ says, uh, that would be Mr. Ben, one of the top dogs at, Be- uh, uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Come on. Kenny says Sark wasn't that impressive as a head coach at Washington or USC. No, because he was on the bottle too much. Josh says, did Sark snark, uh, snort a line off a stripper? I'm not going to confirm or deny that because I don't have the resources uh, or I shouldn't say resources, the, the sourcing to back any of that up. I don't know any, you know, if that's what, you know, if that's what's going on out there, I just hear that he's doing some crazy stuff. Scott, come on, bro. Come on, man. No. Come on, Scott. Uh, Brayton Escon says, once Texas gets in the SEC, how long does it take them to get on par Assuming that they eventually do, well, look how long it's taken. It's taken A and M. I mean, A and M did go nine and one last season. It took them over ten years to do it. Um, and what's crazy about that is we say ten years, but get on par from what? Being second in the division. I, I mean, like people are bragging about A and M. But they haven't won their own division. Guys, with Johnny Manziel, the Heisman Trophy, they've never won a division in the SEC. Like, before you talk about being relevant, you have to win the division. Guys, I I, I feel like from some some of the stuff that people try to convince me of that I'm losing my mind. But if a team hasn't won their division in the last 10 years, Never won an SEC West division. So, Brayton, to your to your question, 
I mean, I would say at minimum, just from what we've seen, look, Texas A&M has, talking about resources, A&M's got all the resources. Took him 10 years to be second in the division. Roger says, hashtag ask Blake, best going to be the best kept secret. Watch out. Yeah, and that, he's a part of my gems. I know that that's in the um, in our description there, some of the gems. I, I, we talked about Jack Besh, but some of the guys, so uh, to talk about that a little bit, some of the guys that I'm hearing that, and look, Savion Jones is one of them, but Bryce Langston, guy, a guy that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, um, or maybe a month, I think it was around a month, uh, maybe t- episode 260, ap- episode 290 right now, which is crazy, but uh, around that time, in midsummer, like after the first month of summer in, in the offseason, guys, I heard that Bryce Langston, that they're trying to, they're trying to, I say kill the kid, but you know what I mean, like kill the kid during workouts, and the kid just keeps coming. A kid that was a four-star, again, LSU going to Florida, speak about Mike Griffith, going into the state of Florida and getting a four-star defensive end, four-star defensive end, bringing him to LSU and a guy that could be in the rotation. Another gym, Malik Neighbors, a guy that was committed to another school. LSU had an, uh, a, a slot open. Orgeron says, Hey, go ask Malik Neighbors if he wants to be an LSU Tiger. Those are some of the freshmen. Those are some of the freshmen. I got to be honest, and and I can't believe I'm going to say this. Guys, I keep hearing, you know, Ed talked about it. um, And and I'll be honest, I hadn't heard anything about the kid during the entire offseason. But then when when Ed made a, a conscious decision to mention this kid, meaning Jared Small, the linebacker, it seems like they're in love with that kid. I don't know how much he's going to play. I don't know if he's going to start. I don't think he's going to start. But, they, man, they love that kid. A walk-on. I don't care if you're a scholarship player. I don't care if you're a walk-on. I don't care if 45 minutes ago you were flipping – uh, uh, burgers at Burger King, if you can come on to LSU and you can play and you can be dominant, I don't care what star rating you are. I don't care what high school you went to. If you can ball, you can ball. The problem with those recruiting services is, is like, he wasn't a five-star. He wasn't a five-star. <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, Kenny says the 2000s was close between LSU and Florida. Actually, it hasn't been, Kenny. Let's go look at the last 10 years of LSU versus Florida. If somebody knows that record, I want to say, and I'm, I'm going off of memory here, um, or if you're saying 2000 to 2010, I'm thinking all. I'm thinking of the last 20 years. I think of the last 10 years, though, the last 10 years, LSU 7-3 versus Florida. So how do you go 70% against a team and they're better than you? Yo, I can't. I can't. Tony says Missouri won the SEC East their first two years in the SEC. Yep, they did. If you think, if you think that Texas is going to come in and win the West, I'm, I don't know what to tell you. If it's if it's a line like that, uh, Joseph Ramirez on Facebook says, "What would the uh, West and East realignment look like if O two of if UT?" And OK joins. Well, Joseph, we do know that they're joining. Um, that's not a debate anymore. Uh, the question at this point is: Is they're gonna are they gonna join in 2025, 2023, 2022? I think if the lawyers and the the SEC lawyers, the ESPN lawyers, if they can come up with some kind of settlement and get them into the uh, into the conference at 2022, they'll do that. I don't think that it plays out to a scenario where. Texas and Oklahoma makes it to 2025. It's like, you know, hey, uh, you know, everybody may, has made this analogy, so I, I, I guess I'll make it too. It's like you broke up with your – or you divorced your ex-wife, you're living in the same house. I mean, it's not it's not plausible. Um, so I think that it's going to be sooner rather than later. And, and to Tony's point here about Missouri, the SEC East was really down. Really down. So go look at the games when they played the SEC West and how – it just didn't fly. Now, what has Missouri done since then? 
What has Missouri done since they've been in the SEC? They've regressed. So if they've won the SEC East, why are they regressing? That's not how that should work. If you're winning the SEC East, you should be able to continue to dominate. They have not been able to do that. They have not been able to do that. So even if you took Missouri out of the equation, give me a scenario for South Carolina. You can talk about the Spurrier years, but that still happened. Spurrier was going up against Alabama and beat them with Steven Garcia, if you remember that game, oh so many years ago with Alshon Jeffrey, and I think Lattimore was the running back. Um, the Jadavian Clowney years, I mean, I know that they got beat by LSU pretty handily in, in, in Baton Rouge, but they still had good seasons. You remember them beating Michigan when Clowney uh, hit the running back from Michigan so hard his helmet came off. Guys, when have we had that? When have you seen a clip like that from Texas? Uh, Darren says, in a word, no. Uh, Mark Allen says, Mac Brown was trash too. Uh, that's tough. I mean, a man won a national title, got to another one. He did fall off at the end, though, there, Mark. I'll, I'll give you that one, you know. Uh, but the crazy thing is, is that he's, I mean, look what he's doing in North Carolina. Brett Siancia, which I don't, I don't agree with him, but Brett Siancia for Pick 6 Previews came on this show and said that he's got um, North Carolina <laughs> getting in the playoff. Man, I don't see that happening. I can't, I love my guy. And look, I got to give, I got to give credit where credit's due now. Brett has taken some hints and Brett has taken his lumps. But the truth is, is if you look at his preseason book over the last 10 years, no one has been more right than Brett Siancia. I got to give him credit where credit's due now. Okay, so got to give him credit where credit's due. Jamar Jackson says, uh, do you think Texas will regret Mac Brown, forcing Mac Brown out? I'm sure they will. Look what he's doing in North Carolina. I'm sure that they do. I'm sure that they do for sure. But – at the same point, at the same token, I don't think that they do because look how bad they were at the end of his tenure. I mean, he's st- guys, Mac Brown stopped recruiting in Texas. He's just flat out stopped recruiting. Uh, Colin Thibodeau says, hashtag ask Blake, do you think Bama fights any sort of move to the East if the SEC stays in a two-division format? Not, No, not really. Because, I mean, Colin... If, if they go east and west and they just split it into two v- divisions where I think it's going to be going into pods at this point, which I kind of hate, I think that they go to pods seems so stupid to me. And I think that they'll be in a, in a pod with Auburn, Tennessee, and Vandy, which they're going to love, which is stupid. Um, hypothetically, though, if they go west and they go east, do you fear Georgia and Florida more than you fear LSU and Texas A&M? I mean, that's the question that you would need to ask yourself. Does Alabama fear, and Alabama probably doesn't fear anybody. Nick Saban doesn't fear anybody, that's for sure. Neither does Ed Orgeron. But I, I don't know if they, I mean, if you, I'm sure if they had their preference, they would rather play Georgia and Florida every year. I mean, why would you want to go up against LSU, the team that's historically been on the same par as you? You get what I'm saying from a, you get what I'm saying. So I don't I, I don't really know that one, Colin. Uh Scott says, How much influence do you believe that name, image, and likeness will have future recruiting decisions? If not Texas, who will be the biggest NIL winners? I think there's a lot of teams that are gonna be that are gonna be winners. Uh, my thing is, and everybody's sending me this stuff because of the thing that I said last night about name, image, and likeness. Guys, where's LSU's recruiting stopped? You know, everybody's saying LSU's recruiting is going to be so bad as they sign, or not sign, they get a commitment from Mason Taylor. Uh, Emory Jones, the offensive guard from Catholic High, commits tomorrow. Quincy Wiggins is still out there. I feel that he's at 90, I'm 95% he's going to lean to LSU, if not 98 to 99% that Quincy Wiggins is a lean to LSU. Who are some other guys that are uncommitted? Jamon Tapp, I think he takes it. Uh, Kendrick Law, Mike Scarborough has a good read-up on TigerBait.com about that. He said last night that he thinks that Kendrick Law takes that to the fall uh, or to December. So there are guys out there, and LSU's still getting them. You know who's not. Let's pull this up. Let's pull this up. Hold on. LSU recruiting rankings 2022. I'm just going to go to 247, 
because it's the first one that popped up. So no disrespect to anybody at Rivals, no disrespect to anybody at five, you know, just the first ones that pulled up. Guys, LSU has 16 commissions, uh, uh, commitments. They're third nationally, so let's go to national rankings. You have Ohio State, Penn State, LSU, Alabama, Notre Dame, Oklahoma. There you go, Oklahoma. That won't stay there. Georgia, Florida State, who's killing it in recruiting. Oregon, Clemson, and wait for it, Texas. So, name, image, and likeness is here, and you got 14 recruits. You're 11th nationally, so let's click on Texas. They got Brian Allen Jr. A lot of LSU fans wanted him. No five stars. No, let's see, their quarterback, Malik Murphy, who I think is pretty good from, from California. They got some solid recruits. But, guys, they're not recruiting like LSU is. Name, image, and likeness is here. Texas has a thing in their name, image, and likeness law that, uh, that prohibits kids from high school making money off a of name, image, and likeness. Louisiana doesn't. So, do, so does the, the fact that kids in Louisiana – that are in high school that are going to be uh, going into college. Let's I'm hypothetically, if Quincy Wiggins gets an uh, endorsement deal from walk-ons while he's still a senior, he's 18, he's going in there, he can legally do it. It's an LSU lean. Texas can't do that for a high school player. So my question is, was with name, image, and likeness in Texas, how much does that hurt them? So you talk about all this big money. They have a little bit of a, uh, from a state perspective. Now they're going to have to redo that, and I think that they will. But right now, no. Why does LSU still have a third best recruiting class in the country? Uh, Blaine Smith says, "Did you see where uh, Quinn Ewers is uh, talking about skipping his high, senior high uh, senior year in high school?" Yeah, I saw it. Uh, Robbie Smith Jr. says Blake's right. Matt Mac fell off at the end, but he ain't trash. He's doing really well. At LSU. The way that Robbie character, characterizes it and words it here is I, I is how I, I agree with him. I mean, Mac isn't wasn't trash, you know. And, and the the people that hate Ed Orsron, the problem with that is is people say Ed's trash. Ed, no matter what happens, 2019 solidified that Ed Orsron's not a trash coach. Love him, hate him. Or, 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 or feel mediocre about him, but 2019 proved that Ed Orgeron is not a trash coach. And, and look, Mac Brown, he won it. Did y'all hear uh, Mike Scarborough last night about that story about Vince Young and Nick Saban missing on Vince Young? That was really interesting. So, very quickly, Vince Young, apparently, Mike Scarborough, who, taught, who said he talked to Vince Young multiple times in his recruitment, was coming to LSU – and then at the end there, Nick Saban says, hey, kid, we're moving you to wide receiver. He says, Scarp! Scarp! I'm going to Texas. Could y'all have imagined Vince Young? <laughs> I don't like the what-if game, but hearing a story like that, could you have imagined Vince Young after LSU wins the 2003 national title? What if Vince Young stays at LSU or comes to LSU in 2005 is when Texas won a national title with Vince Young. Saban misses, y'all. Y'all think Saban walks on water? Uh, Shane asked, how do I feel about Chaz Preston? I feel pretty good about him. Um, Val Brownie says, LSU is a big winner with NIL as they will let athletes use facilities. They The sign in Times Square was a killer. NIL-LSU, I agree with that. And, and look, man, LSU is spending the money. Like, LSU is spending the money to go put that in Times Square. What, hey, what's going to happen when Olivia uh, Dunn, the gymnast, goes out there and says that she just made $2 million? Look, this isn't just a football thing, man. This is not just a football thing. You think – you people thought I was joking last night about Ed Orgeron and the Rotary Club and all the big money that's sitting in there. I'm not joking around. Ed Orgeron legitimately said last night, or yesterday, excuse me, hey, you used to give me the bags of cash to go give to these these kids. Now you can do it legally, and there's no cap. You won't LSU, in theory, you won't LSU to succeed. You got to go do it. We'll give you, Panansky will give you the names. <laughs> 
He'll give you our big board. Come on, bro. It ain't stupid. And everybody, you know, the funny thing was today is I said, I made a comment about Ed Orgeron recruiting. Did Cam Tom? No. Man, I thought Cam Thomas just got uh, drafted in the NBA draft. Come on, y'all. Let me know if Cam Thomas gets drafted. I swear I hope that kid goes to the Pelicans. We don't talk a lot of Pelicans. Actually, we talk no Pelicans on this show. Cam Thomas goes, we will. Um, where was I at? Somebody put put me in a thing with Cam Thomas saying, talking about Pelicans, and I freaked out. 88, ADD I got there. Um, oh, but Ed was saying what he, I mean, come on. Oh, Ed, this is where that's where I was going. Ed gets a recruit, the kid, uh, Jason Taylor's son, the tight end from Florida, commits today. They're going to probably more than likely, uh, I'm 99.9% sure they're getting Emory Jones. To, uh, I'll put 99 because I'm never, after Sopcher and that whole debacle and me saying uh, he's going to Alabama and me getting crew. Guys, you know, very quickly, you know when I said Ismail Sopcher was going to Alabama, People were sending me DMs. One guy, like, said, <laughs> I bet you got big old fat areolas and titty nipples. And and then he commits to Bama, and I'm like, hey, man, I forgive you. Um, But people are getting mad at Ed Orgeron now because he doesn't have a five-star from out of state. Guys, fans are getting mad at Ed Orgeron because he hasn't got a commitment from a five-star from out of state when he's got three or four five-stars in this class already and will have another one from in-state when Quincy Wiggins commits. Will Campbell, uh, uh, the uh, Jacoby Matthews, um, talked about him last night, Walker Howard, uh, Quincy Wiggins. They go and get a DB in Elias Ricks from California, and people call, are calling it a bad recruiter. Guys, it never ends. Never ends. All right, let's see. Eric Wright says, wasn't Coach O, uh, wasn't Coach o was the D-line coach at USC against Texas uh, against Brown? Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure he was. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure he was. Uh, Redstick2020 says, some USA Today trolls going to quote Ed saying your words. Probably. Probably be Glenn Gilbo. I told you exactly what he's saying. He didn't say it like that, but come on. We all know what he's saying. If they're going to quote Ed Orgeron, they better quote Nick Saban. I am not a conspiracy theorist, nor do I believe in coincidences. But do you find it coincidental that Texas and Oklahoma is coming into the SEC and two days before uh, this leaks – I want to be careful on how I say this one. But before it leaks, Nick Saban goes to a Texas high school or Texas uh, and, and talks to high school coaches. And he just so happens to say that his quarterback's making $800,000 and makes, making seven figures. Which, by the way, he wasn't right. The kid hasn't made seven figures. So, he lied. I know he's rounding up, but still. Come on, man. I mean, it was calculated, and I'm sure that he knew that Texas was coming into the SEC and wanted to put it out there. This game is this game is being played by Ed Orgeron. This game is being played by Nick Saban. The stupidest thing that everybody else is around here is, is thinking is that LSU doesn't have money. That boosters don't have money. Guys, you're paying you're paying Nick Saban ten million dollars a year to stay away so he wouldn't sniff and eat grass and get in another sexual scandal. Unless you don't have money. Jeff, too, says, it's amazing how two quarterbacks changed the path of fate for Saban, LSU and Alabama. Had Saban landed Vince Young at LSU or Drew Brees at Miami, we're all having a different discussion here. You know, Jeff, that's an interesting part, my friend, and he's right about that. What if Vince Young does come to um, – to LSU, does, does I still think Saban leaves because Saban was having a little, you know, <laughs> Saban couldn't keep his little hands to himself. Um, but Jeff's right here, and he talked about that, didn't uh, Jeff? Because Jeff's a great guy, Bama fan. 
Don't rip him because he's a good guy, good friend of our, good friend of mine. Um, but didn't Saban talk about that? He talked about Drew Brees. And he talked about the medical staff not uh, clearing him. But it is crazy the Louisiana ties there. And, and how all – guys, everything has a trickle effect. Everything has a trickle effect. For, exa- for example, Tom Herman tells LSU he's coming, then he doesn't. All of a sudden, Ed Orgeron's your next head coach. Ed Orgeron and Tom Herman play. Ed beats him. Ed goes on to win a national title. The trickle effect. I mean, that is what makes college sports so great. That's what makes sports so great. The storylines. You don't get there anywhere else. Maybe days of our lives, but I'm tired of, of Billy and, and, and Brittany breaking up and getting back together. And now Brittany's pregnant with somebody's child, and they don't know who it is. I made all that up. I don't watch. I don't watch. As my grandma used to call them, I don't watch the stories. Y'all, my, my grandma used to call them stories. <laughs> she used to call her soap opera stories, y'all. Very quickly, guys, go check out my good friends, John Patton over at GMFS Mortgage, uh, GMFSMortgage.com. GMFS, they've been changing lives since 1999. Buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage you have now, or doing it, even a cash-out refi. Timing's never been better. 225-614-1234. That's 225-614-1234. My good friend Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape. 225-937-7220. It's 225-937-7220. Guys, you got to have the best-looking yard in your neighborhood, and that's not all Richie Roche and company do. They, they'll put out the patio. They're building stuff like for guys out back. You want to have a grill. You want to have an outdoor kitchen. Richie Roche and them can do it. Guys, it's phenomenal. You need to go over to Roche, uh, 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 Roche's Lawn and Landscape and see all the work that they do. It's crazy. Uh, Nookie, my good friend Nookie, says, Nicole Arbach lost her mind with Ed saying that about paying the players directly. What did she say again, Nook? Send it to me. Send it to me. I shouldn't put that in my hair, in my hat. What did he say? Or what did she say? But of course she did. She's no fan of Ed. Uh, Scott says Saban was 100% gone no matter what. Yeah, I mean, he could keep his hands to himself. I mean, look, <laughs> I've told this story before, but I mean, what is aggravating a little is that LSU's had three head coaches in the last 20 years. And, you know, and there's always been some kind of something go on off the field like that. You know what I mean? With Candy Edwards and all that kind of stuff. Scott says Drew Brees would have kept Saban in the NFL, though. Yep. Jacob Cole says Saban liked that brown chick, uh, that brown chicken, brown cow, if you get my drift. Not really, but it's funny. Uh, and he also said my grandma called them stories, too. Dude, she called them stories. Loved them. This is how my grandma was, my memo jewel. She would read her Bible at her kitchen table. Woman was a God, God-fearing woman. I mean, that woman read the Bible more than anybody on planet Earth. 12.30 rolls around. Y'all know what I'm talking about right after, um, not Wheel of Fortune. Uh, what do you call that? Price is Right with uh, uh, Bob Barker. She'd hear the and then she would put look this is my grandma do she put her bookmarker down she closed her bible she'd go watch the rest of prices right and her stories came on (laughs) i ain't joking i ain't joking price is right man boy south louisiana what you gonna do about it Kenny says Saban uh, loved Little Debbie Cakes. I'm, I'm sure he still does. Uh, Kenny says if Rich Wide didn't back out of a green in the Bama job in 2006, Bama would still have 12 national titles. That's true. That's true. Has Cam Thomas been drafted yet? What the Pelicans doing? Uh, guys, I, I didn't mention this in the open, but did y'all see ESPN firing back today at Bob Bowlesby? It, it, come on, bro. Like, that was over with. I mean, there's nothing the Big 12 can do at this point. If I'm the Big 12 for all you UL, uh, Louisiana fans, ULL fans, I'm going to call them ULL. I'm not calling them Louisiana. But for all the ULL fans, if I'm the athletics director at uh, ULL, I'm calling Bob Bowlesby 
now. I've already made that phone call. I've already made that phone call. Hey, you want teams in the Big 12? I'll come. Buy me out. I'm coming. What what does what does ULL have to what do they have to lose? I mean, you're going to a Power Five conference. Nothing you have to lose. I mean, the only thing that they have to lose is is if they go, the Big Twelve goes no more, and then they're out. I'd have already made that phone call. If I'm Louisiana Tech, I would have already made that phone call. I would hate for two Power Five teams to be in the state of Louisiana, but that's not going to stop LSU down. Uh, Brandon Reese says, now I think about it, my my grandma used to do the same thing. Watch the Price is Right and Young and the Restless. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you, if you grew up in the 80s and 90s and you got you came home for, or you were off of school, your, your grandma had to watch you because your parents are at work, you got sick at school, your grandma come and got you. Man, I used to... I used to call my grandma lying. You hear me? Lying my big ass off. Because me and my two cousins would all plan out who's going to be sick today. We called me Ma Jewel and she'd come get us. She'd come get us. And then I, I promise you. And as soon as that last boop hit, Bobble was closed. She was up. Got her some sherbet, some ice cream, or some cheese its and then went and watched her stories. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> God, I love that woman. God-fearing woman. She basically helped raise me, man. Basically helped raise me. I miss her, and I miss her every day. Well, how do we got on grandma talk? I have no idea. How? <laughs> we got on prices right and grandma talk. I have no idea. But tell me, as Jacob Cole says, Blake just described my entire childhood. That was it. That was it. All right, last one. We'll get out of here. Brandon says the Big 12 should have expanded five years ago with all the equal at Big 12 expansion talk that was out there. Yeah, they should. Yeah, they should. Uh, and he says I was born in 1993. That, uh, this was the early 2000s. Yeah, I was born in 1990. It was the early 2000s for me, too. Uh, draft on pick nine at the moment. Pels at 17. No Cam Thomas yet. Thank you, Mark. All right, well, let's do this. We'll call it a night. We'll be back Saturday. Missed two Saturday shows. Y'all know how crazy and wild Saturday morning shows get. Don't forget to be there. We will see y'all again then. AYS Fight Club tomorrow night uh, at 8 o'clock with Matt Bricker. Don't forget to come and listen to that. But, guys, we'll see you again soon. Y'all have a good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.